Welcome to Add Bible, an audio daily devotion from the Ezra Project. Alan J. Huth shares a Bible passage with comments from over 35 years of his personal Bible reading journals and applies the Word of God to our daily lives. Today brings us to Luke chapter 16, the parable of the dishonest manager, divorce and remarriage, and the rich man and Lazarus. Let's listen to Faith Comes by Hearing's recording of Luke 16. Luke 16 He also said to the disciples, There was a rich man who had a manager, and charges were brought to him that this man was wasting his possessions. And he called him and said to him, What is this that I hear about you? Turn in the account of your management, for you can no longer be manager. And the manager said to himself, What shall I do? since my master is taking the management away from me. I am not strong enough to dig, and I am ashamed to beg. I have decided what to do, so that when I am removed from management, people may receive me into their houses. So summoning his master's debtors one by one, he said to the first, How much do you owe my master? He said, A hundred measures of oil. He said to him, Take your bill and sit down quickly, and write fifty. Then he said to another, And how much do you owe? He said, A hundred measures of wheat. He said to him, Take your bill and write eighty. The master commended the dishonest manager for his shrewdness, for the sons of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the sons of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of unrighteous wealth, so that when it fails, they may receive you into the eternal dwellings. One who is faithful in a very little is also faithful in much, and one who is dishonest in a very little is also dishonest in much. If then you have not been faithful in the unrighteous wealth, who will entrust to you the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. The Pharisees, who were lovers of money, heard all these things, and they ridiculed him. And he said to them, You are those who justify yourselves before men, but God knows your hearts, for what is exalted among men is an abomination in the sight of God. The law and the prophets were until John. Since then, the good news of the kingdom of God is preached, and everyone forces his way into it. But it is easier for heaven and earth to pass away than for one dot of the law to become void. Everyone who divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery, and he who marries a woman divorced from her husband commits adultery. There was a rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen, and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate was laid a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who desired to be fed with what fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, even the dogs came and licked his sores. The poor man died, and was carried by the angels to Abraham's side. The rich man also died, and was buried. And in Hades, being in torment, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham far off, and Lazarus at his side. And he called out, Father Abraham, 
Have mercy on me, and send Lazarus to dip the end of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in anguish in this flame. But Abraham said, Child, remember that you in your lifetime received your good things, and Lazarus in like manner bad things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in anguish. And besides all this, between us and you a great chasm has been fixed, in order that those who would pass from here to you may not be able, and none may cross from there to us. And he said, Then I beg you, Father, to send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them, lest they also come into this place of torment. But Abraham said, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced if someone should rise from the dead. My personal Bible reading journal in 1994 has an interesting note. I wrote, went to induction center and gave out testaments at 5.30 a.m. That didn't keep me from reading that day. I probably read after I got back because then I made a note, Luke 16. Be faithful in little things, referring to verse 10. God knows my heart, referring to verse 15. And no divorce, referring to verse 18. I am a morning quiet time person. But even getting up to be somewhere by 5.30 in the morning doesn't keep me from spending daily time in God's Word. I say that only to challenge you to make Bible reading and prayer a priority each and every day. You can find the time. In 1995, I read chapter 16 of Luke and I wrote, Be smart in business. Don't be an unwise steward. Deal shrewdly with the grace of God. Be faithful in least, and you may be given more. Be faithful with others' businesses. Then I wrote, You cannot serve God and mammon. And finished with, Rich man and Lazarus, status, does not determine success. In 1996, I took Luke chapter 16 and split it into two days. The first day I read verses 1 through 18, and I wrote, Jobs, steward, is an employee. He was wasting his goods, not working hard, not being ethical, about to be fired, he went to work on his own behalf, not his employer. He cut what people owed his boss so they would owe him favors, quote, they may receive me into their houses when he lost his job. His master commended him, question mark. Why? Because he finally went to work and got some return for his master. Lord, help me keep this in mind as I work for others. Be faithful in little and hope to receive much. The next day I finished Luke chapter 16 verses 19 through the end and I wrote angels may carry us to heaven. And then I wrote the rich man could communicate with Abraham in heaven while he was in torment in hell. We may be able to see heaven from hell and hell from heaven but will not be permitted to pass from one to the other. Then I finished with people here have the word to keep them from going to hell. Moses and the prophets. The parable of the dishonest manager is another one of these confusing parables to me, maybe to you also. The manager obviously didn't have a very good track record because he gets fired. 
Verse 2, turn in the account of your management, for you can no longer be manager. He then shrewdly negotiates debts so that he can ingratiate himself to the debtors. Amazingly, in verse 8, the master commended the dishonest manager for his shrewdness. Let's turn to my English Standard Version Study Bible footnote for some explanations. First of all, the reduction of the debts were worth about 500 denarii, or about 20 months' wages. That's a lot of money. My footnote goes on to say, Various explanations have been suggested for the seemingly undeserved commendation. 1. In giving the discounts, the manager had excluded any commission for himself, but the discounts seemed too high for that to have been a reasonable case. 2. The debts were hard to collect, and by reducing the amounts, the manager provided a sudden influx of cash for his master. 3. The master commended the manager for his shrewdness in looking out for himself, but this does not mean that the master praises him for his evil. In any case, the details of the parable should not be pressed, for a parable often makes only one major point, and here the main point is that the manager had great foresight in anticipating his financial needs after his dismissal, thus using his financial expertise to make friends for himself. I'm not sure that explanation helps me understand the parable any more. I hope it does for you. The key is probably in the next verse, verse 10. One who is faithful in very little is also faithful in much. And one who is dishonest in a very little is also dishonest in much. That verse tells me it's about character. Whether you're faithful or dishonest, the amount we're dealing with is not the issue. And the principle goes on in verse 13. No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. The manager was serving money. He was dishonest. The lesson here is you can't serve both God and money. These are Jesus' words. He says you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. So who are you serving, God or money? Are you faithful or are you dishonest? How well do you serve your employer? Or if you're an employer, how well do you serve your employees? Are you faithful in little? Are you faithful in much? Verse 14 says the Pharisees didn't like what Jesus was saying about money. It actually says they ridiculed him. But Jesus reminds them, God knows your heart. And then he reminds them that whether they like what he's saying or not, his word is true. Take a look at verse 17. But it is easier for heaven and earth to pass away than for one dot of the law to become void. Psalm 119.89 says, Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly fixed in the heavens. The word of the Lord will never pass away. And let's go on to the rich man and Lazarus. I mentioned in my journal that it appears that heaven can see hell and hell can see heaven. I don't know what that will be like to be able to see people from heaven in hell anguishing in torment. The rich man in hell desires that someone go speak to the rest of his family and warn them. Abraham in heaven answers him in verse 29. They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. In other words, they have the word of God in their hands. But the rich man cries out, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. Well, who is that that has gone from the dead? It's Jesus, and people still won't repent. They still won't believe. Father, this chapter is filled with lies, deceit, and sin. 
It reminds us that if our eyes are focused on the world, we most likely will fall. And it reminds us that even if we're shrewd and we succeed in the world, we may not succeed in eternal life. It also reminds us that we have the warnings in the Word of God, and we have our salvation in one who truly did rise from the dead. From Luke chapter 16, Lord, might we learn to set aside shrewd business behavior and dishonesty in little things. May we turn our hearts to being faithful in little things so you can trust us with more. And may we renew our commitment to Moses and the prophets, your word, so that we can warn those around us to avoid the torment of eternal hell. Thank you for the blessings of Luke 16. In Jesus' name, amen.